Hello, I'm Jane Hilsden, marketing consultant and founder of the How To Do Marketing Academy and small business marketing agency, Dragonfly Marketing. Welcome to this episode of the How To Do Marketing Show, a no-nonsense podcast about marketing for small business. It's my mission to put marketing on the agenda for every regionally based small business in Australia. Why? Because I know that when marketing is done properly, it can help your business grow. The How To Do Marketing Show is a podcast just for you and your small business. Bursting with marketing insight and information, this show will be a fabulous resource to help you know all there is to know about the topic of marketing for small business. And if you'd like even more marketing goodness to head your way, come and join my community on Instagram at how to do marketing academy i'm now live every week on a friday morning at 9 a.m to answer all of your questions and share out any learnings that i have had that week we also publish a truckload of marketing tips and tricks out via this channel and you can also head over to howtodomarketing.com.au and sign up for our weekly newsletter This is filled with five short tips, quotes, or anecdotes to help inspire, motivate, and guide your small business marketing efforts. Hello there, and welcome to another episode of the How To Do Marketing Show. I hope this episode finds you really well. Um, If any of you listened to the last episode that we ran, which would have been, just let me look that up, would have been episode number 25 and it was also about email marketing and why email marketing should be part of your agenda your marketing agenda for this this year. This is a follow-on from that email, sorry, from that episode. And you certainly don't have to have listened to that episode to to get the benefit from this episode. Um, But I think I just realised from working with with a lot of my academy members and working with some of our our clients within um, Dragonfly Marketing, just how important email is and also um, just how many businesses before they start working with us are not using email. So if you didn't listen to to last week's episode and you want to be convinced, I mean, you'll probably be convinced at the end of this email, uh, this episode um, as to why you should be using email because this is all about how you, how you can really use that platform to get sales. Um, then duck back and listen to that episode as well. Um, I've also I've also um, recorded some other emails. As, God, I keep mixing that word up. Episodes. I've recorded some other episodes um, last year. I think they were they were snack times. One is about email um, hygiene, and I'll drop these links in the show notes. One is about email hygiene and one is about um, building an email database and the best way to do that. So I'll drop those those links in there as well. Um, And so if you're really looking to double down on email or get that introduced into your business for the first time, 
you know, soak yourself in these episodes and um, understand exactly what's possible. And I'll also take the opportunity to remind you here as well that if you've got any questions about email marketing, head on over to to us at um, at How to Do Marketing Academy on Instagram because we are going to be live every Friday at nine um, to answer any questions that come our way. Um, so you can DM me the question, you can email me the question at jane at howtodomarketing.com.au um, or you can simply drop, you know, a question in in the comments when you're um, attending the the live um, the live on on Instagram. Okay, so what inspired me to put this um, these couple of of episodes together, particularly this one in terms of of increasing your sales, because. Um, I was a, a bit unwell earlier in the year and um, I used the time to to do a little bit of life admin. And, and one of those life admin jobs that I did was to go through my email folders and clear them out of all the rubbish. Um, you know what I'm talking about, all the um, unnecessary and I won't call it spam because I must have, I've, I've, a lot of it, you know, I've signed up for, but it's just the unnecessary emails that I wasn't reading. I use Gmail as my, my email account. And so all of my emails forward to, to, to my Gmail account. And so Gmail has this system, and, and maybe others do too, where it separates your emails based on, I guess, it's artificial intelligence to work out, is this something that should go to the primary inbox? Should it go to the updates? Should it go to the promotions? Should it go to the social um, folders? Anyway, my updates and promotions, obviously because the, the artificial intelligence would, would send most of the kind of company, you know, emails that looked a bit marketing, a bit promotionally, uh, promotionary, that's not even a word, but you know what I mean? Um they would send that to the updates and the promotions folder. But I let those get so overrun and so full that there was like, I don't know, over 10,000 in one folder and uh, 6,000 or something or maybe 8,000 in another folder. Um, the social folder was is, is where it just puts like updates, notifications from social media channels so I could empty that quite easily. And then my primary was really just my kind of almost my little to-do list. So I, I was always keeping that under control. But what I would find is that like a whole bunch of, of important emails or emails like that I had subscribed to, email marketing that I had subscribed to and I wanted to see was also going into these update and promotion folders and I was missing them uh, because there was just so much crap in there that I just, it was overwhelming. Like I just, and so I never checked them because I was like, you know, yuck. <laughs> um, and so now, so so I went through and like literally, um, you know, 50 by 50, just saved all the ones and went through and rediscovered all these emails that I wanted to be subscribed to. Um, and then I unsubscribed to all of the ones that I was just never opening and I could just never see myself opening 
Um, and, and the emails that I said yes to and, and stay subscribed to are, are a mixture and most of them are email marketing, uh, but I find them useful, like I find them valuable and, and there are emails in there where they're sending me products, you know, fun stuff all the time for my consideration and I was because I've, I've got some big financial goals this year, I was very careful just to take out stuff that was going to be too tempting, but there's a lot of stuff that I've left in there. Um, because I buy stuff from emails all the time and I can tell you that people buy stuff from my email all the time and I know that we've worked with we work with clients where people are buying stuff from their emails as well Email can absolutely be a marketing channel that increases your sales and so many small businesses are not using it or not using it well. So we don't want to be that email that people like myself or others unsubscribe to because it's not adding value. Now, Having said that, if people do unsubscribe to your list, it kind of, it it sends the message that they're not they're not interested in buying from you, not interested in hearing from you or buying from you. So that's actually fine because we actually don't want people on our email list that are, are ultimately not going to buy because we're not in the game of marketing to entertain people, solely just entertain people or provide people with, you know, some, some helpful com- com- you know, commentary or, or tips or whatever. At the end of the day, our marketing, regardless of what we're um, trying to achieve with it in terms of where it sits in the marketing journey, whether we're trying to gain more awareness, whether we're trying to gain more engagement, more sales, more repeat sales or, or more brand advocacy, we want our marketing to achieve something. We're not here for, for others' entertainment. Um, and in my last episode, I talked through how email can really be used at, at, as as a really effective tool for four of those steps in the marketing journey, engagement, sales, repeat sales, and brand advocacy. So today's episode is really just talking about the seven steps or the seven things that you need to do to increase your sales using your email marketing and using an email marketing um, strategy. So this is, of course, assuming that you have a marketing strategy in, in place in, in the first place. Um, and it's assuming that you, I'm just looking at the list, I think it's also assuming that you have um, kind of got that list and you've started that list. If you haven't started that list, go back and listen to, to the other couple of episodes in terms of starting that email database and, and best practice for that. Um, and to, you know, to work out how, how, how you do that or why you should do that. Okay, so I am going to go through the, the seven steps of, of making sure that your emails will, will increase your sales. Actually, before that, if you Google like the the return on investment for emails, it's something like for every dollar spent, you get like a $36 return. It's it's like to me, it's a no-brainer. Emails are used to to drive sales and repeat sales. So if you're trying to make sales in your business, (laughs) 
then email marketing should probably be on your list. Okay, so if it is and you're raring and ready to go, here's the seven things that I would recommend you do to increase your chances of getting those sales. Number one, um, this old chestnut, always the same with me, plug your email content schedule into your business objective. So you have to have your business objective defined to be able to do that. Your business priorities, your business goals should inform your marketing goals and that should inform your marketing plan of action, the marketing tactics that you choose to use and how often you use them and how you use them. Um, so what we want to understand, so say, for example, if your marketing, if your business priority is to increase sales by a certain amount this year, how is email marketing going to support this? Because if email marketing sits over there in a pretty little silo being delegated to someone who's just ticking the box of doing email marketing, but it's not, but there's nothing in there that's actually driving sales, then you've missed the point. So email marketing, no, none of your marketing, none of your tactics, this is why we do a strategy, none of your tactics should be sitting over there looking pretty and entertaining people. Your marketing tactics should be driven and plugged into your marketing goals, which are plugged into your business objectives. So how is email going to do this? Um, so if you're increasing sales, what are the marketing goals that need to be in place for your emails? So do you need to put some goals around increasing subscriber numbers um, or in the case of what I've done for the last two years, I've just increased the health and the qualification of my list. So I've spent, you know, my list has been accumulated over years and so I've gone through and just culled it, culled it of the deadwood, culled it of the people that are not opening the emails, culled it of the people who, you know, are not there to, to ultimately, you know, work with me in, in the future. Um, I just want people who are interested in marketing and um, will be interested in, in perhaps something that we have to sell down the track on that email list. So, yes, it's about subscriber numbers, but we don't want dead wood on there. So do you need to, you know, refine that list as, as part of your goals? Do you need some goals around open rates of your emails? I know we've always got that goal on our clients' marketing strategies. Um, we, uh, you know, work out what that open rate should be depending on the industry, depending on the, the people on the list, et cetera, and we aim to, to achieve that open rate or exceed that open rate as much as we can. It will determine the frequency of emails if it's plugged into your business strategy. This is, this is particularly when you're considering the customer. Like you've got a business objective to get emails out and make more sales, but let's put ourselves in the customer's shoe because we certain, certainly do not want to turn up and just bombard them, you know, for, for 52 weeks of the year um, with sales, sales, sales and add no value. But we definitely want to show up and sell. That's how we that's that's why we're doing this in the first place. But how frequently should we do it? How frequently can we commit to it as a business? You know, so so just setting some goals around that. And then working out what are you going to sell on the email? Like what of your products and services are relevant? 
for you to sell um, via your email. So it might not be that you actually sell products via your email. Um, and, and when I'm talking about this, you, you're generally promoting the products on your email and driving people to, to a website. Or you could be promoting the products on your email and driving people to give you a call to find out more information or have an initial consultation or email you or, you know, to, to, to become a lead. So it might be something that kind of really focuses on generating leads. So work out in your customer journey, where does email fit in? What can you sell? Where, where can you kind of um, position that, that sale within the, the journey and how will email plug into that? So firstly, we want to make sure where email plugs into your overarching strategy to ensure that we're not just sending out marketing emails and ticking the box, that it's actually something that's driving a result. Okay, number two, I've touched on this um, already, but ensure you have a healthy list. Now, a healthy list comes down to a couple of things. People who actually want to be there and people who will eventually at some point be, be likely to purchase. Now, this, of course, there's going, to be, there's going to be circumstances where people are on your list to, to get your, your value and not, they're not going to buy. Um, but, you know, these people might also be out there talking about you to other people. They're relevant. They're, they have some sort of relevance in your ecosystem. So people who want to be there, people who are relevant, people who fit your target audience description. We don't want to be attracting the wrong type of customers with your email because that's a big fat waste of time and money. So as I, as I mentioned, I, you know, the last couple of years, I've heavily culled my email marketing list. Um, and if you use a, an email marketing software like um, MailChimp, we now use Kajabi because we're using that, that website for uh, how to do marketing academy. Um, but you can actually go through and you can see who's been engaging with your emails, who's been opening them, um, you know, see who's purchased and all of that sort of stuff. Um, so I've I've kind of gone through and and, you know, just taken people off. Like I'm surprised people don't, unsubscribe themselves if they're not opening them um although I guess you know I let my inbox get to 10,000 before I started unsubscribing but um yeah so unsubscribe for them if they're not email if they're not opening them then they're clearly not that interested you know particularly if it's been a year um so take them off unsubscribe because then this helps you um, to really have a, a healthy and vibrant and engaged list. And since doing that, I have noticed that the open rate of my email has improved significantly because the email list is full of people who want to get the information from me. Um, another point on that is, you know, sometimes people buy lists. I, I don't think that's done a lot anymore, um, but a lot of the time, it was kind of, when was it, when was that popular? Probably when email first started to become really um, popular itself as, as a marketing um, tool and lists were for sale everywhere. Um, it's, it's such a bloody waste of money. They are such a waste of money because those people did not opt in to hear from you. So A, 
they're just going to get really pissed off when you start emailing them if they didn't opt to to hear from you in the first place. And B, if they don't want to hear from you, like if you didn't, if they didn't actually sign up, they could be completely irrelevant. Now I know that some of these email lists, you can say, well, I want, you know, email lists that look like, you know, people that have small businesses and are in this demographic and da-da-da-da-da. But at the end of the day, they didn't ask to be on your email list and they don't know who the hell you are. So when you show up in that inbox, you are just going to look like spam. And everybody knows what we all think of spam. And, you know, I, I think it's quite affronting too. Like your inbox is kind of your, your personal space. When someone shows up in there who hasn't been invited, I'm like, bugger off. I did, I did not invite you into my, into my inbox. Um, so I, I don't answer them. I delete them straight away. So um, make sure that, that people do want to be there and that they've opted in to, to be there on your list. That's, that's having a healthy list. <laughs> Number three, now you might think that this is really obvious and I agree with you, it should be. But number three is send the bloody emails in the first place. So how many, and look, I've been guilty of this over the years as well, but there's no point in going to the, to the trouble of collecting an email database and, and, you know, getting people on your email database and, and to subscribe and all of that sort of stuff if you're not going to send emails on a regular basis. So in the last episode that I, I talked about um, what, you know, the importance of including email in your marketing, I spoke about, you know, if you're only planning to send one email a year or, or two a year, it's too long between drinks. Like people forget who you are. And I know when I was going through my cull, I um, there were so many emails. I was like, oh, I can't remember subscribing to this. And or if I did, it, you know, it's been so long since I've seen who it is and like, I can't remember, you know, I can't remember who it is. So you kind of want to, we recommend at least quarterly to get the benefits of, of email. Um, and then, you know, if you can do it weekly, monthly, um, there's not a lot of people, there's not a lot of brands that are doing it daily. There, there are definitely some. Generally, when people are doing it daily, they've got like little short bursts. So it might be daily inspo or daily motivation. Um, for me, daily is too much unless that that motivation and that inspo is like highly bloody awesome. Um, but I wouldn't be up for a daily email from many people um, or, or I certainly wouldn't open it daily. That's that's for sure. But weekly, no probs. And now that I've got my email to to a manageable level, um, I can actually open and read and absorb the emails that I've chosen to, to let into to my inbox. But if you're not sending them um, or if you're being really sporadic, you know, like one of the, the biggest challenges most small businesses face is being consistent with their, their marketing. Um, so it's, it's a really good idea to avoid this happening, you know, so, so that you're not just emailing in your quiet months, you know, February, March, and then nothing until February and March the following year. It's really, really important to put a system in place to ensure that you have the time 
all the resources and the tools to send these emails. Set yourself up for success here. So whether that's blocking out time in your diary, whether you need to go and learn how to use Canva so you can easily kind of get images and videos and GIFs and all of that sort of stuff prepared to put in your email, Um, whether you have to book in a photographer or a videographer to make sure that you're on like a quarterly schedule or monthly, whatever, to actually get your content. Um, So that you don't go and sit down to do your email and go, whoops, haven't got the content. Damn it. I'll just, I'll do it later. Do it later. (laughs) And then we all know what happens there. So make make sure that you set yourself up for success. Put the systems in place. Book the people in that you need to book in. Like if you're outsourcing it, book people in. Make sure they've got it in their diary assigned to be able to make sure that that email goes out as frequently as you promised or as frequently as it needs to to achieve the objectives that it's supposed to achieve. So if email marketing is going to be one of the channels that drives conversions and drives sales for you, you cannot afford to not send that email because otherwise you're just not going to get the sales that you've assigned for that email to to get for you. So number three, send the bloody emails in the first place. Now, number four, Ensure your recipients are enthusiastic about opening your emails. So we can't sell from your email if nobody is opening it. So what we do to ensure opening, there's there's a few things that we need to do there. Three main things that we need to consider are when people, and and think about how you look into your inbox and, and how you decide what to open and when to open it. Um, so the first factor is time. So a lot of people, um, well, I don't know about a lot, but I know for me, I've got, um, I kind of try and just leave my email opening to key times of the day. So I'll do it kind of first thing in the, um, you know, first thing as I get into my office and into my desk, um, then I'll probably do it around lunchtime and then I'll do it last thing before I sign off for the day. And then I don't look at it. Like I don't read emails at night. Um, I try not to read them before I get into the office. Um, I just email those at that time of day. So if something juicy drops into my feed, you know, around those times of day, I will be likely to open it. Now, if it, if, and for example, if I come in at like, um, I don't know, eight o'clock, 8.30 in the morning, and I go and look in my promotions folder and there's like 15 emails that have landed there overnight, I'm like, you know, I don't really have time to open all of those. So I'll do a quick squeeze, like a quick, you know, um, preview. And what I'll look at is who the email is from and what is the subject line. And honestly, the biggest thing I'm paying attention to is who the email is from. So the time of day who the email is from and the subject line. They're the three things that determine an open. So who the email is from goes, it's it's not just about that email. If that email is from someone who I know I have a history of opening their email and loving their stuff, I am more likely to open it. 
if that email is from someone who I don't have a history of opening their stuff and loving it, or if I'm going, ah, that person's emails are generally really long, I have to make time to read that. Or, um, you know, or I might see who it's from and then dart my eyes across to the subject line and go, "Mm, what are they talking about today? Um, and then I will decide whether to open it or not. But the from is 100% one of the most important things. And that is a great segue into um, the next point, which is ensuring your emails are loaded with value for the reader. Because number four, ensuring your recipients are enthusiastic to open your emails If you're not loading your email with value, they won't be enthusiastic. So all of, and and look, you you know, what's valuable to them might not be valuable. Um, So what's valuable to the people who are right for you might not be valuable to the people who are not. So it's not necessarily a bad thing. Like people might go, actually, I just really don't need these tips right now. So I'm not emailing it. Or, you know, in my case, um, when when people receive my emails, they might go, like, marketing is just not on my agenda at all this year. Or somebody else is looking after marketing in the in the business. So it's not it's not for me. And that's absolutely fine. That's fine. It's not wrong. Um, but it's just making sure that you're not turning the right people off because your content is not loaded with value. Um, so the ratio that we stick to is 80-20, 80% adding value and 20% sales. Now, in the case of, of retail um, and some of the funner lifestyle brands, it doesn't necessarily stick to, to that because um, retail emails can pretty much, you know, if you're a fan of that brand, and, and I'll use Gorman as, as an example, you know, they can show up in my inbox and because I just bloody love their clothes um, and I love their style and I love I love the way they put an email visually together. So I'm happy to open those. Like it's not like they're giving me styling tips or clothing, but they're just putting really beautiful things in front of me. So that is value. That's valuable to me. But say, for example, with professional services or, for you know, for businesses where you're not necessarily selling something every single time, Um, and it's not relevant and you wouldn't want to sell something every single time, Um, it's about kind of turning up for 80% of the time with value, whether it's education, entertainment, inspiration, motivation. You know, one of the emails that I subscribe to is James Clears, um, who wrote Atomic Habits, and he emails three um, quotes and then, and, and then another two kind of quotes from other people, three quotes from him and another two from other people. And it's really succinct and his quotes are quite profound and I love getting that email. I can read it in about 30 seconds. I can sometimes use those quotes to re-quote, you know, and use in my um, marketing if it's relevant. Um, so it's loaded with value. And then every now and again he'll show up to promote his book, The other 80-20 ratio you can use is, say, for example, in the case of James Clear's Atomic Habit email, is 80% of that email is the three quotes from him and the the two quotes from other people, which I find really valuable. 
So if he sticks a little call to action, 20% of that email is like a little call to action down the bottom of the email saying, oh, and plus, by the way, have you got my book? Um, I'm happy with that. Not a problem. That's not intruding. That's fine because you're adding value. 80% of that email is adding value. Um, so, so, you know, value, again, will come down to understanding who your target audience is and you'll need to understand what their challenges are and what their needs and their aspirations are to understand what ultimately the value that you can bring. So it might be blog posts. It might be, you know, fun, funny memes. It might be informative articles. It might be, you know, an introduction to, to a different person in your team um, because, you know, people really value relationships and value knowing the people that they're working with. You know, it, it's, it's endless really in terms of, of the creative execution of that. Um, but just be really mindful that if you're not providing value, it doesn't take long for people to see your email in their inbox and either skim straight past it, delete it, or unsubscribe. And you can't make sales if somebody is not opening your email, deleting it, or unsubscribing. Okay, so number six Ensure your emails make it really, really clear what you want your reader to do next. So with that, um, I've just kind of, I guess, given you the perspective from from your reader um, in point number five, which is ensuring your emails are loaded with value for the reader. So that reader wants value. That subscriber wants value. It doesn't want to be pushed, you know, and, and shoved stuff down their throat every five seconds. They want to, to be entertained or educated, motivated, inspired, etc. However, remember, we've plugged this email marketing tactic into your strategy for a reason. We want to make sales. So make sure that when you do show up to sell something, Make it really obvious what you, how you're selling this, what you want your reader to do next. Don't hide this detail. An example of, of making it really obvious is like putting buttons, including buttons, big bright buttons on your email that say, you know, buy now or click here or read more or find out more or contact us, a call to action such as that. Um, in, you know, if you're sending product images out, if you're, if you're like a clothes retailer or selling lifestyle products or whatever, make it really obvious that people can just click on that product or that price or the hyperlink that's under that product to go straight through to the page that you're selling that from. Don't just send them to your homepage and make them try and have to navigate through your website to try and find what the, that it is that they want to buy. Um, make it really easy for them to just, if they see something that strikes a chord in that email, make it easy for them to understand exactly what they need to click on next to be able to purchase that from you. And in the case that, it, that you're driving them to a phone number, just make that nice and obvious that you're driving them to a phone number. So do you need to bold a sentence and make it a different colour? Um, to make sure that that really stands out? Or is there like a little image that you can put on with that includes your phone number? 
so that it just makes sure that when they are going to actually wanting, you know, expressing their interest to come and buy from you, that you've made it easy for them to do that. Um, so making it really clear what you want your reader to do next, that's number six. And number seven to help you increase your sales with your email is to make sure you're reading the email software reports. Get familiar with your numbers. How many people are opening your email? What's your open rate? How many people are unsubscribing? How many are bouncing? How many are clicking through on the links you include? Now, if you're an e-commerce site um, and you're using something like Shopify or something, you will be able to see the analytics around how many people are actually purchasing as a result of that email um, and who's clicking on what and what sales that's resulting in. Because So that's beautiful if you can do that. Um, but for people who are driving people to, a, a, you know, an email inquiry or, or a phone number um, or, you know, something that's not so, uh, so obvious, um, just make sure you're understanding, well, how many people are actually biting on that. Um, you know, when you're looking at open rate, is your open rate, you know, jumping up and down or is it fairly consistent? Is it above your industry standard or is it well below? Uh, because that will give you an understanding of, you know, how valuable your content is or how um, hygienic your list is, you know, how healthy your list is. Um, if emails are bouncing, again, that's another indication of, of email list health. Um, if, you're got a, if you've got a whole bunch of emails that are bouncing, like A, one, the, the email software providers hate that um, and, and MailChimp, I know, will often threaten to um, deactivate your account um, if you've got too many emails bouncing because it will assume that you haven't allowed these people to opt in, like that you're just spamming people. Um, so keep an eye on your bounce rate. Um, and, and again, you know, how many people are actually clicking on the content? If once they've opened that, how many people are clicking? Because all of those numbers are optimizable. So you can increase your open rate. You can increase your click-throughs. You can make sure that, that you're not getting loads of people unsubscribing. Um, there's, there, these are all numbers that if you are optimising those, you, chant, you're, you um, stand to increase your sales. So to recap, number one, here are all the things that you can be doing, the seven steps that you can be following to increase your sales using your email marketing. One, plug your content, email content schedule into your business objectives. Two, ensure you have a healthy list. Three, send the bloody emails in the first place. Four, ensure your recipients are always enthusiastic to open your emails. Five, ensure your emails are loaded with value for the reader. Think of the ratio 80-20. Number six, ensure your emails make it really clear what you want the reader to do next in order for them to um, make a sale. And number seven, read the reports and optimise. So I hope that um, those seven steps really help you to increase your sales this year using your email. 
If they do, can you please drop me a line um, and let me know? Because I would love to hear about it. That would be a total win. And I love celebrating wins with, with, uh, with any of my listeners. Um, also, if you've got any questions on this, make sure you head to at How to Do Marketing Academy on Instagram and um, happy to answer those in the nine o'clock Friday lives. But until then, I'm going to wish you happy marketing. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of the How to Do Marketing Show. I really do enjoy bringing you these episodes and hope that you get a lot from them. If you would like to receive even more marketing musings from myself and my team, be sure to head to howtodomarketing.com.au and subscribe to our email. And if you enjoyed this episode, please go ahead and grab a screenshot and share it with someone else who you think might enjoy it. Or similarly as excellent would be if you could leave me a rating and review on your potty platform. That helps other small business owners just like you to find the show. Plus, it will put a huge smile on my dial. You've been listening to another Morgan Media production. 